Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. For the best listening experience, headphones are recommended. What'd you bring? I've got them all here in my bag. Game of Afterlife, Apologies, Battlesphere, and of course, Corsonopoly. Classic. Classic. Cash, let's get some game night music going on in here. What would be considered game night music? I don't know. Surprise me. Okay, let's see here. Oh, I know. You know what? Uh, Just play something chill. Hey, Corson, you still got one in your bag. You want it? What do you mean I've got one in my... Unfinished business. What could it hurt? Let's find out, shall we? Listen, it's just a game. It's just... Where are you guys? We are between playing the astral plane and the physical plane. For all we know, we could be stuck here forever. Think about cat. What is this place? Sonoran acclamations exist but for one purpose. Is this really what the physical plane is like? And what do you think of the music? Corson, you're one terrifying son of a bitch. That means so much to me. I'm free. Who is that? <laughs> Who is that? Oh, you're gonna love him, dearie. We got an attendant to rescue. Let's go. What could you have possibly done that could justify the way you're talking about yourself? You're not having fun, Corson. Come on. Think of it like a board game. No, that's actually helping. I think I am having fun now. Game Night, a six-part miniseries exclusive to Club 86 members. Visit patreon.com forward slash desert skies or click the link in the show notes below to learn more. And maybe that's why Skylarks never die. Well, what'd you think? It's good? You don't like it? No, no, it, it's it's not that. I mean, uh, when was Mr. Harris here? Like 12 travelers ago? You've barely had any time to practice. Yeah, maybe you're right. Bill Harris. Now that guy could really play. It was nice of him to teach you some chords. Yeah, it was nice. Not that it's doing much good. Maybe Tristan was wrong. Maybe the guitar wasn't supposed to go to me. Don't say that. Keep up with your practice and you'll be strumming along in no time. Isn't that right, Cash? Attendant. I was just saying that Max practice is going to pay off and he will be an excellent guitar player in no time. Don't you agree? Yes, Attendant. I am in total agreement. I have heard it said that practice makes perfect. And while I believe that this is not entirely accurate, I do believe that practice will indeed result in the mechanic being an entirely competent musician. What makes you say that it's not accurate? Why, what is not accurate, mechanic? That practice makes perfect. Oh, that? Well, it's just that perfection is a concept rather than a reality. I beg to differ. Have you tried my shack juice? I mean... Basement juice. You know perfectly well that I haven't, mechanic. I'm incapable. How can I know perfectly well if perfection is a concept rather than a reality? Because perfection is... I mean... What I meant to say 
I misspoke. Well, I learned something new today. What's that? That computers can misspeak. I didn't think that was possible. Maybe you got a virus, Cash. Cash? I don't have a virus, Mechanic. I'm functioning precisely as I should. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going into sleep mode. Hey, what crawled up your electrical cord? I wasn't trying to be mean. Was I being mean, Tendy? Cash, I don't think Mac was trying to hurt your feelings. He was just being Mac. Cash? Tendy, can I talk to you outside? Sure. Cash, when you're ready to talk, just let me know. Tendy, she's been acting a little strange lately. Ever since Masonia visited. Maybe she misses Shirley. They were getting along pretty well. Maybe. It's definitely strange. Perhaps we should just take it easy on the joking for a bit. That's gonna be hard for me. On account of how many amazingly funny things pop into my head at every possible moment. But I'll do it for cash. Your generosity and compassion never cease to amaze me. I know you're being sarcastic, but it should amaze you. I was just joking. Better be. The purr of an engine. It sounds like it's time to get back to work. Another traveler approaches arriving on the astral plane. Will they turn into a burrito? And if they do, will they be playing? Put a plug in it, Mac. I can't. It's acoustic. Oh, oh, oh. Greetings, traveler. Welcome to Desert Scott. Stop it, Mac. See, I told you. You don't like it. What is this place? Well, traveler, your time on the physical plane has come to an end. This is the astral plane. I'm the attendant, and the bearded one with the guitar is our mechanic. Yo, call me Mac. It's our job to help prepare you for the trip across the celestial spheres so you can reach the next plane of existence, the next life. So, I'm dead, and you're gonna help me get to the next life. Uh, exactly. Gosh, it's always so nice when they're like, fine with it. I mean, I'm not exactly fine. I'm not super excited about it. I would hope not. I'm, I'm just glad it didn't hurt. I always thought dying would hurt. Yeah, the painful stuff seems to always precede the dying part. At least that's what travelers have told us. What's your name, traveler? Freddy Pruitt. Well, Freddy, it sounds like you've got a pretty good handle on the situation. Any questions so far? Uh, yes. One. You said it's your job to help me reach the next life, is that right? That's right. Mac's going to take a look at your Skylark, make sure it's in tip-top shape, top it off with some astral-grade fuel, and while he's doing that, I'll share some information about the trip you'll be taking, so... We have a map inside, and uh, we can look at it together, and you'll need to pay really close attention, because apparently some portions of the highway are missing. Can I die here? Die? On the astral plane? No. You're already dead. And the next life, can I die there? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Great. I'm not going. I'm sorry, come again? I'm not going. I'm not leaving here. That's not really an option. I'm sure you'll figure it out because I'm not going down that road. Like hell you ain't. I've taped a traveler's hands to a steering wheel before, and I'll do it again. Without hesitation. 
Because it's funny to me. Listen, I've spent the last 62 years of my life avoiding any untimely death. And I survived it. No, you didn't. Not, not the right choice of words, perhaps, but you know what I mean. I made it through somehow to whatever this is. And if you can't die here, and if you can maybe die in the next life, I'm not going. Well, when you put it that way, maybe we should let you stay. Really? Oh, that's... Hey, hey, what are you doing? Grab the tape, Tandy. Mac. Tandy, less talking, more tapey. I am so sorry, Mr. Pruitt. Uh, Mac, what has gotten into you? I'm sorry. I think I'm just a little stressed and all. Shirley's been gone a while now. The, the stuff Masonia said was nuts. And now I'm worried about cash. You worried about money? Oh, cash, no. Cash is our computational assistance and service help register. Haven't you been paying attention? Paying attention? But you never said anything about us. I'm sure cash is fine, Mac, regardless. Our priority right now is our traveler. <laughs> Not traveler. Your new resident. This guy. Cash? Yes, attendant. Attitude. I'd like to request the traveler bio for Mr. Pruitt. Sending request now, attendant. What's that? What's a traveler bio? Um, a high-level overview of your life on the physical plane. Might help us to understand how best we can serve you. You mean, how best you can get me out of here and into the next life? Well, yes. That's my job. Here's your report now. Hand over you-know-what. What is you-know-what? Nothing. Just a small assemblage of short stories pertaining to the more tender years of your existence expressly as it concerns those moments of considerable social faux pas. A uh, small what's it? Embarrassing childhood memories. Very, very important stuff. What in the world do you need that for? Not for my own amusement, if that's what you're implying. Now, excuse me while I skim this. Mr. Pruitt, this says you were an accountant? That's right. That's all it shows. Did you ever do anything else? Uh, no. And did you like your job? No, I can't say that I did. Then why did you keep doing it? Well, for starters, I was good at it. I've always preferred to work with numbers. Numbers are safe. They make sense to me. Fair enough. Something you should know about me, attendant. I am not a brave man. I'm scared pretty much all of the time. It's been that way for as long as I can remember. So when it was time for me to decide what I was going to do for a job, accounts seemed like as good of an option as any in terms of safety. I even started my own business. Well, that's impressive. Yeah, but I did that because the idea of having a boss was pretty scary. Like, what if they got mad at me? Well, Tendy's kind of my boss, and he gets mad at me all the time. The secret, I think, is to find a boss with noodly arms. 
they're not scary at all. I'll keep that in mind. Not that it matters now. Anyways, I worked mostly with seniors. They usually don't take as many risks with their money like young people do. And that was my job. Until today. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? Nope. Love interest? <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Listen, attendant, mechanic, you seem like nice fellas. And this seems like a nice, quiet place. You got that little booth there. The music's fine. I can just sit here and read the nutritional information on the backs of your packaged products. And maybe even venture outside occasionally. Have you ever been in a desert before? On a horse with no name. That's a joke. No, I've never been in a desert. I get the feeling you wouldn't like it. Have you ever heard of a tarantula king? A tarantula king? Mac, are you doing okay? What? Why? You look like you're about to cry. Uh, no. Cry from laughter, maybe. These childhood memories are hilarious. Wayway's here. Wayway? What's a Wayway? Wayway's an incredibly powerful astral being and a benevolent sphere mover who wields nearly unmatched power and cunning in the astral plane. He's also my close friend, and only I can understand it. So what's up, bud? This place really? is weird. Sure you yeah, want to stick around? I'll get used to yeah, it. Let me just, uh, uh, we'll see. Hey, see you soon. Wayway says he needs to show us something. Show us what? He wouldn't say. Only that we need to climb to the top of the mountain to see it. Attendant? Mechanic? Cash? Surely it would be unwise to climb the mountain. You have a traveler to attend to. And climbing the mountain is a dangerous and unnecessary risk. Cash is right. I mean, what would we do with Freddy? M Mac, can't you just ask Weiwei to tell us what it is? He says we both need to see it. Freddy can just come with us. No, no, I I'm not doing that. I don't like mountains. Climbing. Hiking. Or seeing things. I'm just gonna stay here and make myself at home. Suit yourself. Hey, the tarantula kings are swinging by a little later to pick up some shack juice for their dance. You don't mind giving it to them, do you? What is a tarantula king? You know, like a bunch of tarantulas working in unison to create one giant tarantula. It's really quite remarkable, and after they've had a little shack juice, really, really funny. I have no interest in interacting with a tarantula king, so if it's all the same to you, I'll just lock the door until you come back. I'm sure they can wait. But then they won't get it to the dancing time. And besides, if you lock the door, they'll just disassemble and drop in through the vents in the ceiling. At least that's what I would do if I was a thousand spiders. You know what? Maybe a hike would be okay. Fantastic. The mountain's just beyond the station away. Uh, it'll give us a chance to talk a little more. Sounds great. Now, can we get out of here before the spiders show up? Sure thing. The Tarantula King should know where to find the juice, and if not, Cash can help him. Right, Cash? Cash? Seriously? I don't like getting the cold shoulder. It makes my tummy hurt. One of the first things you should know when making your way through a desert is that it isn't friendly to visitors not native to its delicate ecosystem. Put plainly? Put plainly, 
the desert is always trying to kill you. Mac, come on. What do you mean trying to kill me? Well, the first thing to remember is that this desert can't kill you on account of you being dead. But it can hurt you. Mac. Tendy, quit coddling him. He needs to know. You don't want him getting hurt out here, do you? Fine. Just slow your roll with some of the trying to kill you stuff. I don't talk like that. Anyways, like I was saying, there are a few ways you can get hurt in the desert. Such as? Well, such as getting pricked by a cactus, stung by a scorpion, bit by a rattlesnake, bit by a gila monster, bit by a black widow, bit by a brown recluse falling in a hole, encountering a flash flood, or getting struck by lightning when Corson visits, stung by a tarantula wasp king. Tarantula wasp king? <laughs> yeah, that one paralyzes you. Anyways, don't interrupt. Tripping on a rock, tripping on a snake, eating Carolina jessamine. Okay, 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 that's enough. I'm sure he gets the point. Why would anyone choose to stay in the desert? What on earth would possess someone to resign themselves to occupying a place that exists to cause them harm? Uh, cause it's cool as shit. Anyways, point of all that was just to say, watch your step. Why didn't you just say that? Can you guys just let me do me, please? <sighs> Anyways. We've arrived at the base of the mountain. Any questions before beginning our ascent? Yeah. Wait, wait, can you just tell us what's at the top of the mountain? It would save us so much time. Weiwei says, nuh-uh. Seriously? What did he just say? He says you have a lot of nerve speaking to a spare mover with so much disrespect. Wait, wait, I've seen you try to break dance when you were drunk. I think we are way past engaging in formalities at this point in our relationship. Sphere mover or not. Got it. He said that he'd prefer that we take a look at it with our own eyes rather than just hear about it. Plus, he needs someone strong like me and maybe he needs your noodly arms for something. Alrighty, let's start climbing. about 10 minutes longer than I've ever climbed. Are you being serious? I've never been into climbing. Running, swimming, working out, too dangerous. People get hurt doing those things all the time. Fall off the treadmill, crushed by barbells. Well, what were you into besides, you know, work? Watching cooking shows. The French Chef with Julia Child is one of my favorites. You like to cook? I love to cook. Got a hot plate in my basement. Me? Cook? <laughs> no way. That's way too dangerous. How do you eat then? Well, I eat canned tuna, mostly. You gotta be careful with the lid. Cereal. On Sundays, I'd eat a Benikins. I'd get that Kilkenny's Country Chicken Wrap, even though the honey mustard gave me a little heartburn. You liked to live dangerously. Oh, 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 watch it. Whoa, that was a close one. I'm usually pretty good at finding my footing. Freddy, you, you just... Freddy, 
you just saved Mac from falling. I did, for a guy who's scared of everything. That was a pretty gutsy move, grabbing a heavy guy like me. Yeah, well, I may be a little anxious when it comes to everything, but I don't know, adrenaline kicks in, and even when we're scared, we gotta help, right? Yeah. Hey, it's flat here. Let's take a little rest. Do you mind if I ask you guys something? Not at all. What's on your mind? You seem hell-bent on sending me down that road. And I'd just like to know why. What's the benefit to you? Or to me, especially if you don't know for sure what lies down there. Doesn't it seem kind of wrong to send people into the unknown? At least here, they don't die. Is that the goal? To not die? I don't know. Isn't it? What could be more important than surviving? You tell me. You spent your whole life on the physical plane just trying to survive. And you're here anyway. Well, sure. Death got the better of me eventually, but... Not here. Like you said, it, it can't. Here, it always does. This isn't life, it's the in-between. We're not meant to stay here, not forever. What would it even look like for you, an eternity of sitting in a gas station booth hiding from Tarantula Kings? Freddy, I have reason to believe that what lies at the end of that road is good. But I can't prove it. And isn't that kind of the point? Pursuing something better at the risk of being wrong? Think of everything we'd miss out on, otherwise. I don't think I can do it. Hey, where's your friend? Tandy! Freddy! Come here! Oh god, come on! Tandy, don't try to help me! A rattlesnake? Seriously? As you know, if this snake bites you, you'll be paralyzed for eternity. And you're too important, Tindy. Someone has to care for the station. Freddy, you have to help me. There's no other way. Can't we just throw rocks at it? No, no rocks. That'll just make it angrier. Then what do I do? See that dried up oak tea branch behind you? This thing? Use it to pick up the snake real gentle-like. And then move it away from me. Oh, God. I can't do that. No way. Freddy. Freddy, I need you to help me. I know you can do it. Okay. Please don't bite me, Snake. Real gentle now. Please don't bite me, Snake. Please don't bite me, Snake. Please don't bite me, Snake. Hey. Look at you. You really did it. I... I did? That's twice now, Freddy. Remind me to fry up the burrito of your choice when we get back to the station. Mac? I don't know. Tandy, I'm sure you have something important to say, but maybe later, okay? Okay. Wait, wait, says this is it. He heard a beeping sound coming from inside. Must be a cave. But we'll have to move these rocks to get in. I'm seriously not trying to be rude, but how is it you can move a sphere, but not rocks? I'm going to assume that means shut the hell up. Mac? Can we save some time by not pretending that I'd be a help moving these? Smart. That's why you're management. Oh, and one more thing. 
Wei Wei says that we should be ready to fight whatever's on the other side, just in case it's something dangerous. Why didn't you tell us that before? I could have brought more than a flashlight. Like what, Tindy? Guns? We don't have any guns. Then what in the hell are these two weapons poking out of my sleeves? Mac. They're guns, Tindy. My arms are guns. Yeah. Freddy, I guess you're going to want to stand back in case whatever it is isn't happy to see us. Freddy, what do you think? Stand back or back us up? Which is it? You know what? Neither. Neither? I want to go first. I have to go first. You don't got to do that, bud. Floyd, I do. If there's something bad in there, I can't let you get hurt. I can't let something like that happen again. Again? It was my fault. I could have done something. Something to help. I wasn't brave enough. Attendant, I didn't spend my whole life just trying to survive. I spent my whole life trying to make sure that I was never in a situation where I would be responsible for someone else getting hurt ever again. Because it's my fault she died. That's not true. Mac, what is he talking about? His embarrassing childhood memory. You guys don't need to hear this. We want to. My dad was at work. He was a firefighter. I looked up to him so much. He was so brave. He wanted me to be brave too. What happened? It was night. He was on shift. I heard at first someone trying to come through the door, so I woke my mom up. She told me to go to my room and lock the door, and she told me not to open it for any reason. I begged her to just come into the room with me, but she just kissed me on the head, said it's going to be okay, and closed the door. Whoever it was got in, and they wanted money or jewelry or something. She didn't let them have it. They must not have been happy. I never left my room. Not till my dad came home. And it was too late. And... And he said... said, He said it was your fault. He said you could have called the cops and got her help. He never talked to you again. Not unless he had to. You were so ashamed. That's your embarrassing childhood memory? I was... I was... You were just a kid, Freddy. You were five years old. But he was right. I was too scared. You've been carrying that around your whole life. Freddy, what your dad said, it was a lie. Yeah, you were scared. Can you imagine a kid that wouldn't be? You didn't know what was going on. You just did what your mom told you to. The last thing she ever did was try to keep you safe. And she did, because you listened. Doesn't change the fact, mechanic. I'm just not a brave man. And I refuse to put myself in another situation where someone gets hurt because I was too afraid. I'm gonna say something and it's gonna sound harsh. Your dad. He was an asshat. 
and a bit of a shithead. He didn't know what to do with his own grief. So instead of trying to deal with it, he just put it on you. It's not because he hated you. It's because he hated himself. Max right. We see it all the time. Parents are complex, imperfect people, and they, they kind of have a way of burying their kids under the weight of their own experience. Yeah, because most of the time, kids can't fight back. I don't know if this is helpful or not, but regardless of the particulars, almost all of the parents who did this to their children have one thing in common. The second I say the words, you're dead, that's the moment they realize that they'll never get the chance to apologize. They always thought there would be more time. I'm sure if your dad were here right now, he'd tell you he's sorry and that he was wrong. It's a hard thing to acknowledge you're wrong. It's hard to imagine believing that he wasn't right. Seriously? Freddy, when I almost went tumbling down the side of this rocky mountain, who grabbed me? I did. And when I almost got bit by that snake, who moved it out of the way? I guess I did. And now, who was willing to step into this dark mountain cave without thought to what he'd face on the other side? Max Wright, you don't even know us, and you've stuck your neck out every chance you had. People are safer with you around, Traveler. And the next life's gonna be better with you in it. You really think so? We really do. Can I ask you something? Sure. I'm not trying to imply that you were lying. But were you really about to fall off the mountain? And were you really afraid that snake was gonna bite you? Because, and I know this sounds crazy, I could have sworn that snake was smirking. Were any of those things real? Are you implying that I'd ask that snake to pretend like it was gonna bite me? Just because I knew that snake personally and he owed me a favor? Should I be? Who can say? Does it make you any less brave? I guess not, but... It's still kind of not okay. Agreed. Now, let's pop this cave open and see what happens. Ready? You want to do the honors? Flashlight, please. This place is bigger than you'd think. It's pretty empty. And holy mother of God! Where's the flashlight? Don't panic. I got it right here. Let's see. Holy mother of God! Who is that? I have no idea. Ma'am, we're from Desert Skies, and we don't mean you any harm. Ma'am? I'm gonna get a closer look. Mac, be careful. Don't worry, Tindy. I'll be careful. That looks like camo she's wearing. Some kind of soldier? Tindy, wait, wait. Get over here. Tandy, look. This isn't a woman. It's a robot. A mean-looking robot. Weiwei says there's something on its neck, but he's not tall enough to make it out. Are you? I'm not dignifying that with a response. Okay, let's see. It's some kind of manufacturer's imprint. What's it say? Let me see. Astral Plane Robotics Division, Model A1 Computerized Astral Security Humanoid. Computerized Astral Security Humanoid? But that don't make no sense. Tendi, that acronym, it's the same as 
as cash. Yes, I did. Oh, Greetings, Traveler. Thank you for your patience while waiting for Desert Skies Chapter 9. I want to take a moment to thank my first three patrons, Jess, Johan, and Charles. You are helping to make this show possible, and I appreciate you. And listen, whether you can support the show financially or not, know that I appreciate you listening. One of the ways you can always support is by leaving a rating or review wherever you listen. This is Jared Carter saying thank you so much for being a Desert Skies listener and safe travels, my friend. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you emotionally exhausted? Do you have strong feelings about authoritarian power structures? Have you ever stared up at the night sky and felt tiny and alone? If so, ask your doctor about Wolf 359, the award-winning sci-fi audio fiction podcast by Kinda Evil Genius Productions. Side effects may include strange genetic experiments, unreliable AI systems, the potential discovery of alien life, and toothpaste. Find Wolf 359 wherever you listen to podcasts and visit wolf359.fm to learn more.